Welcome to the That Scheiße podcast today with Ethan and Jacob. If you want to further interact with us, follow us on Twitter at That Scheiße or send us your voice comments, messages with the Anchor app. So let's get started with our new episode. Yeah, so today... Baby lifestyles. Exactly. <laughs> today is another uh, widely popular lifestyle episode, which means we'll talk about two vaguely related topics. So the first one's going to be about babies that are switched at birth or like shortly after they were born and they like get raised by parents that aren't their own parents and it's also not adoption because the parents didn't want that. So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Basically, it's just um, th there is this film, uh, a Japanese filmmaker, who made a film about exactly that, and it's it's uh, called I think like Father Like Son or the opposite. And I just saw that, and I thought it's a really, it's a really interesting thought experiment overall to think what matters more: your like biological connection with your parents or the emotional and sort of the experience-based connection that a child starts to have over the period of time and when i when i watched the movie for me that there, there wasn't really an answer how to solve it uh, i think there is a really simple one but maybe that would be too fast to just what would it be like just stay with the parents yeah that that's like my inner feeling tells me that and i think also just the psychological element of uh you should not or a child should not experience too much change during his growing up period so that was sort of my thought when i watched it but i think the the more interesting part of it is basically what's more important and why is it so important for parents to have their biological aspect yeah i think personally if like the parents decided to switch the child back in a way, it's really selfish yeah. because obviously the child probably doesn't care or at least doesn't care as much as the parents do. So in a way, they put their own like value of their genes above the well-being of the child because I think the child probably already has like a connection to the parents and it seems kind of messed up that if they find out they're not biologically related, that they'll just be like, yeah, okay, no, <laughs> bye, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah. And it also, like, kind of matters how long they've had the child. Like, for example, if they notice it half a year after they got it from the hospital, then I think, okay, maybe you can still <laughs> change it back. <laughs> but, like... If Nobody saw it. <laughs> yeah, but if it's already, like, eight or something then it's like kind of the exchange date is kind of expired so you can't really can't really do that in my opinion i mean we both sort of agree that it's 
that, that we don't really think that a, the biological aspect is that important, therefore. Like, it, it doesn't matter as much, like, with the whole, with the development of the child, but I think still in our societies, the biological aspect is, is valued a lot more. Yeah. So also, when you're talking about the whole, um, you know, when a gay couple wants to have children still more common i guess to sort of at least half have a child of your own yeah instead, instead of, of adop- adopting yeah and but i do have to say it's kind of different because then it's like before they have a child they decide whether they want a biological child or an adopted one yeah and technically they don't have a relationship with either one of those possible children yet is that that much different with the baby? Yeah, because I mean, if you already had the baby for several several years, then you already have a connection to it, and then I think it's much more cruel to. Uh huh. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no, I agree. Do you get it? Yeah. Okay. But I was sort of thinking like the decision taking process also happens like at birth. Yeah. So the question that you're that you're even that you even need to discuss the whole thing when it comes out is because something happened at birth and at birth this this thing isn't that clear and this is the funny part of it like you even if it's not your child you can raise it yeah and nobody really is gonna think that much of it yeah but as soon as you find out then you're like oh yeah yeah i do get that that's (laughs) kind of it's weird but at the same time if you're like if you think the purpose of life is like simply to reproduce then from that point of view it kind of makes sense to like want to protect your own dna and like not being willing to raise some other kid yeah and and it just changed the way that you look at someone sort definitely of. yeah and how do you return that <laughs> yeah i think that's that's also part of the movie like they I'm not gonna spoil you, but in the end, it's it's not not that much changed. But the issue is that everybody and every character needs to sort of overcome this knowledge, yeah, and return it back. So, for example, in the film, I think it was like the one family: the child had a brother and the sister, and the other one was the only child. Hmm. And so even if you would say, well, it's absolutely normal and we both, both sides of the parents want to like change the, the child, the, the child that had two sisters, a brother and a sister still will be missing things. And the other one suddenly has two new... Exactly. Si- yeah. Or if it goes down to like, you know, a wealthy and a poor family. Yeah, I actually read like a real life yeah. case of that one. But That's, they're very rare. Yeah. But because usually, like, the rich people and poor people don't go into the same hospital, I assume. But, yeah, in that one case, it's just, like, this guy found out at 60 yeah. that actually he's the heir of, like, some super wealthy family. and But he actually had to live in some tiny apartment somewhere. And likewise, the other dude grew up in luxury even though he actually would have had lived in poverty so also in that case like is it unfair 
that that happened. Well, I think we're here like talking about baby lifestyles. And so yeah. from the point of the baby, I'm not sure whether it's unfair or not. I don't think it's unfair. It's just reality. Yeah, but still, like the one guy could have had... Doesn't mean that he's happier or something. Yeah, okay. But still, he And like you cannot, you cannot return time. That's... Yeah. But this is where I think it's interesting whether like the the biological part of a child of the baby still is so strong that he or she the the, the person needs to become you know wealthy in the future or whatever like what's what's it that matters because if you're saying that it's unfair you're saying that he or she is missing something yeah and so what is the thing that empowers them to them to actually miss something or what is it that well i just think like if a child could have grown up rich but it actually grows up poor rich of course yeah but i think i would be pretty (laughs) pissed at that hospital if i grew up in poverty if i didn't actually have to and I think also in many of those real life cases, they you know, should sue the shit, ho- Ethan, hospital. I no. wouldn't care about you. Really not. I, I just think like, no, no, no. Why no? Because I, I think it's the parents definitely have to fight against this hospital and say like, this is, this is not okay. Yeah. Like they definitely have a big, big case. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, a child growing up, I think, I'm not sure whether there ex- exists something like fairness. You don't think it's unfair if a child has to grow up poor? Yes, but you want to be rich. So it's the opposite. You're saying it's unfair that you're that you're not rich. I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, but sort of. <laughs> I mean, I just, in general... Like I mean, poverty it, isn't nice, and especially yeah. a child has no choice or fault if it grows up that way. Nobody has. Some people do. Who? Like, I don't know, if you, like, get into gambling and just waste your money, literally, Yeah. then it's kind of your own fault. Yeah, I see that, but, <laughs> <laughs> like, my point is, you cannot choose. Nobody can choose where... And in in which circumstances he or she is going to get born into. Yeah, definitely. And so I don't think that there is something like fairness there. Okay. I don't know why I have been born in Switzerland. Do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know really how the system works in determining why that child ends up there. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe to... There is this philosophical question, and I think it's also one of the things where it's not 100% sure how much a baby is being influenced by the outside world and how much is actually already biological. Like in the DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is also part of it because there has also been, like, I think there was a movie, another one, a bad one. (laughs) A bad one? (laughs) With, like, a black child and a white child and then they got mixed up and so 
they both sort of were able to live in this community and therefore they experienced the two different race identification things and also discrimination. But is the movie like bad in terms of I haven't it's seen sad? The movie. I haven't or? seen the movie. I, I ch- okay. It, the movie itself sounds like it's not a really good movie. Okay. That's sad because like the premise sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, it does. If done right. That's why, that's why yeah. I bring it up. <laughs> But yeah, maybe this is like a good. I mean, like how much? How, how in in terms of like or in in percentage? Yeah. How much is outside and how much is DNA? I'd say like at least seventy percent is like from the outside. Okay. What about you? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> like before, before we started recording, I said I'm I'm scared of babies. <laughs> You don't like babies and I'm scared of babies? Yeah, why the fuck are you scared of babies? You just need to look into these eyes. They could kill you. No, they can't. They literally cannot. Oh, believe me, they can. (laughs) What the fuck? No, but but I I don't really... I I don't know how a baby thinks. It's basically... It it has no thoughts. Actually, I looked into it. I looked into (laughs) babies just for the sake of this show. And... (laughs) Yes, babies do think, and babies actually dream as well a lot. Okay. We don't know what they're dreaming, <laughs> but they World are... World domination. <laughs> they know exactly what they want. Yeah. But yeah, the thing about the outside influences, maybe that could bring us to our next subject. One one second. Okay. I think it, when if you want to switch the subject, I'm fine with that, but then yeah. I want to actually tell you a baby fact because I prepared one. Okay. Tell me the a baby fact. One. Really weird one. <laughs> and then I think we're going to take a break. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> did you know that newborn babies produce milk? What? It can happen in boys as well as girls. It's called... It's like because of hormones and stuff. It's a thing that also calls like pseudo-menstruation. And... It's occurring in about 5% of all newborns. What the fuck? And can persist for up to two months. Why? What, <laughs> what's the purpose? Or is it just like a In old defect? European folklore, milk from the breasts of newborn babies was referred to as witch's milk <laughs> and was thought to have magical powers. <laughs> Ew, so they drank their own baby's milk. Oh, God. Great. Why did you look that up? <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> it, yeah, you were like, you see oh, why babies scare me. You're scared of them because five percent of them have milk. I just don't know a lot about babies. Yeah, that's so that's what, what scares me. Like, I'm also I'm also scared of like North Koreans because I don't know them. I'm only scared of like the Kim Jong Un, but not the Koreans themselves. Like, they're just people. The other guy, I don't yeah, know but if you he's don't a know person. what they're thinking. Yeah, and I've worked with babies for now. I've worked for, with them like for six months, so I I know babies can do really weird shit. Okay, well, but do you know what anyone truly thinks? Yes. No, <laughs> you don't know what I'm thinking right now. To me, they sometimes seem like they have a mission. In the way that they move around and they sleep and they nap and they... They just want to grow. Yeah. <laughs> That's their mission. That's their mission, but it's it's uh, 
it's just you need to once observe babies, just how they look at you. Okay. You never look into babies' eyes, do you? I I I get like someone <laughs> sue me, like they think I'm a creep. Like I, just I always look, look into baby babies' like, eyes. <laughs> it's just it's interesting, but it's also scary. Okay, I think the baby would be more scared of me than I'd no. be scared of the baby. No. <laughs> babies <laughs> no have no fear. <laughs> they can't even see you okay. <laughs> because you're too far away. <laughs> but then, how could I look exactly into its eyes? If it's that far away. You can look at... Uh, they, they only see, like, for, like, 30, 40 centimeters. Oh. Idiots. So they <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I'll try that. Okay, let's take a break. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back. Now we're going to talk about probably the more interesting one of the two topics, which is uh, babies that are raised like without a gender. Or children. Yeah. They're also called they bees. They bees. They bees, because oh, like instead of she or name? he, they call them, Kill them with fire. they. Okay, we have very... <laughs> Very different approach. But yeah, I want to start it off that... I'm sorry. At first, I thought it was kind of bullshit and really unnecessary and over the top and just like this liberal crap again. But the more I looked into (laughs) it... Sorry? (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) But the more I looked into it, it actually sounds kind of nice because... In the cases I read, like, the interviews with the parents, they don't just, like, force the child to be gender neutral, but they just give the child all the options. Like, they just, if they go into a kid's store, they go to the girl's section and the boy's section, or in the clothing store, they do the same thing. And if a child chooses one or the other, they're not going to say, no, you have to be gender neutral. You can't be one of the two things. So I think as long as the parents give a child the freedom to express itself however it wants, then that's actually pretty nice. So you would raise your child in such a, ma- such a way? Maybe I wouldn't go so far as to like call it they instead of he or she but like yeah if i went it. to a you know it also come on with your it <laughs> no but like i don't see a reason why i wouldn't take it to both the boys and girls section in a toy store because like what a horrible parent you are <laughs> i know <laughs> but yeah i mean if I had a girl, I would also encourage it to play like with cars or Lego. And if I had a boy, then I would also say, "Hey, look at Barbie! Isn't she hot?" <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it like that. But yeah, I don't think toys have to be gendered. Yeah, yeah. So you suddenly agree? <laughs> no, I I just um, I think the issue that I have with it is not that I I think. I'm not sure whether I was raised in that way, but I had like, I had a baby doll, I guess, when I was a 
child. And I think that's not something necessarily that a boy has, right? Yeah, that's not very... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's weird, but it's just not very common. And so I, I don't think that I was, like, raised that much into, like, blue collar or pink collar yeah. or whatsoever. But my issue with this whole thing is that I'm not sure whether you're actually helping a child when you make the gender such a big issue. Yeah. The gender is for, gender is for me something that you develop over years, um, especially in your teenage um, phase. But it's not something... I, I don't think that a, a three-year-old child really cares that much yeah. about its gender. And actually, I, I remember when I was working um, with the children, it's... It's first of all, it's weird when a child asks you, you know, like, do you have a dick or not? <laughs> Did it do that? Yeah, what? that's absolutely normal. <laughs> Children are interested in these things, and and then like you're sitting there with like a a forty year old female, and she's like, yeah, he has this, and I'm having that, and so things like that. So this is really it's an interesting experience what to go through, fuck? but it's really normal. Children are interesting in knowing what their body, what type of features their body has but then they weren't like babies they were like already yeah but they don't care about it in a okay. way that well i want to have that <laughs> or something like this it's not it's just they're interesting in like why do you have blonde hair and i have brown hair yeah things like that are way more important for children than the whole question of gender yeah they're I'm, just I, curious but they yeah. don't really give a shit and i'm not even I actually, I go as far as saying, I, I don't think you're actually helping them with asking this question over and over again. Like, do you want to go to the boys' section or do you want to go to the girls' section? I don't think they ask, they just check I just, both. I, I, I saw, just as the, the, there's a quite a good wise documentary out there Okay, that is exactly about this. And the family, like the father stands up in the morning and he asks his, he asks his child, how do you want to be called today? Yeah, see, that's going way too far. And this is just like, you know... It's also counterproductive. Like, if you want your child to not be, like, influenced by gender, then asking about gender every day... It's also sort of a neutral option. Yeah. Or just a name, you know, just call me by the name. Yeah. But I I just... I'm I'm not really sure whether you're actually helping with this whole... That's... It's a thing for adults and not really for children. Yeah, I just, like, I think it very much depends on how the parents actually do it. Because exactly if they do it in a way that actually reinforces this focus on gender, then I just think it's kind of dumb and unnecessary, exactly because children don't even care or think about it. But I just think it's beneficial to a child if you just give it as many options as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Or like, I don't know, if you have a boy, you just but don't ne- necessarily tell him, oh, you can't wear a skirt. It's, it's the way that you give <laughs> options. And I think this has a lot to do with the way that we look at the world. Two or three years ago in a local newspaper, there was a, a genius article about... I don't even think that he has children, the, the author of the article, but he said the following thing. <laughs> I get pissed when parents ask their child which tram number they want to take to go somewhere. What? So 
there are, in Zurich we have trams. So sometimes two numbers driving down the same road, like here, like for example, four and number two. Number four, number two drive down the same. And four road. is purple and two is red. And when then parents start to ask their children <laughs> which color do you want to take, I just think don't even ask your fucking child. Why which- would they do that? Well, because you want to empower the child to decide. And I don't want <laughs> oh to fuck to decide. God. And it's very similar with gender. I uh. think I, I, you don't need to force your child to decide everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nice if you ask your child, what do you want to eat for dinner today? And then you can discuss this and say, no, we're not going to just eat Nutella. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's like, I, I 100% understood this author of the article, and he really, he sort of expressed it in a good way, <laughs> how he's upset about these parents. Yeah. I think there's, like, a good way to teach a child to be, like, more independent and confident or whatever, and there's this weird, unnecessary way, like, picking the tram. And I also think that a child looks at decisions in a way different way than... Uh, as an adult does. I am not even sure whether a child really understands that it needs to decide now something. Yeah, that's, I mean, definitely didn't really learn what a heavy decision really is. So it probably has an entirely different perspective on it. But yeah, I, like as long as it's in the best interest of the child then I'm very supportive of the whole gender-neutral baby thing. You sound like a Catholic priest now. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I just think it depends it's on the if the parent... the interest of the child. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on if, like, the parents are just super social justice people that want their own child to also be, like, part of their cult... Or if they're just responsible parents that want to give the child freedom. Like, that's a very different thing. Yeah. So, as long as it's about the freedom, then thumbs up. But otherwise, maybe calm down. (laughs) I I think they're... We're discussing sort of two different things here. The first one is a basic one. It's parenting. And not every is a, everybody's able to do that really good, in my eyes. I'm 20 and I'm the best parent of exactly. all time. Yes. And therefore, I, I think the other topic has more to do with that we live in a world that is that where, where gender matters a lot. And I think there is a movement that goes into another direction that says, you know, gender doesn't matter as much and we are we are all equal and that's great. I can totally 100% accept that. But I'm also sometimes thinking that if you if you live in this world, you see the posters with the beautiful girls. You see you know the masculine shampoo <laughs> advertisement <laughs> with blue and black and then all the women's shampoo is kind of pink and I don't know. And soft and yeah. and and flowers and whatever. Yeah, it's a reality, and I'm I'm sometimes thinking like if you're o- starting to ask your your child like at at three or four these questions, I mean it's it's okay if if you feel like this is part of the way you're parenting, I'm I'm fine with that. But maybe leave the innocent. 
part of your child for a bit longer like it doesn't need to decide yet yeah but the thing is i i completely agree but here's why i think the approach matters like it makes a difference if you like tell your child do you want to wear the skirt today or do you want to wear the pants today or if you just put both of them on the floor and the child can just pick up whatever it wants yeah. so i think there's a, a slight difference but it still is very essential because as long as like the child intuitively just prefers one over the other and it can choose just choose whatever it wants then good <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah exactly anything uh, well wait right <laughs> just the one thing i do have an issue with is like instead of treating the child in a gender neutral way they just don't want the child to have any gender at all like that's really weird to me <laughs> because in my opinion like not having a gender is still a gender just like being atheist is still a religion so if you like just force your child you insult a lot of people with that i guess i know but whatever anyway <laughs> i just think if you literally just want your child to be actually genderless then you're no better than like a parent that wants their boy to be a macho or their girl to be a little diva or whatever so yeah yeah just just let your kid do whatever it wants no, 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 that's no. Not, that's not good parenting either. <laughs> Just let it walk out into the street. <laughs> please not. Please do not listen to you. <laughs> that's that's not that's not that's not the right way either. But like I I see I see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> what we have improved is that we used to have in Switzerland at least you know a lot of gender based, for example, in school that you're you were not able to participate in like this type of lesson because that was a boy's lesson right with the handarbeit and yeah yeah how's that in english and recently when i was i was i I don't know with whom i was talking about it but probably with me (laughs) no 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 i don't think that um we were talking about p and about p about p (laughs) and like when we were in school boys and girls were separated boys and girls were separated but only after like they were 13 or something yeah but why because i think then they just noticed oh the boys are more violent and stronger and the girls not so much but it's interesting that we lose that there yeah because we were talking about it and like yeah we 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 always saw you like dancing and like you know massaging your backs and stuff (laughs) and we were running for two hours and and then you see like the girls like massaging their backs and yoga yeah doing yoga and stuff i was like (laughs) like it's interesting that there is that there is still this split up between the two sort of it still matters when we become older. Gender is still a big thing. Yeah, but I think, to be fair, the physical differences are less about gender and more just, like, about sex because males are typically, 
like more muscular and stronger and girls not so much what do you want to say about that what what do you want to say with that i which i just want to say like <laughs> in sports may just be the only like topic where it actually makes sense to separate the two Oh, we could argue for long, <laughs> for okay. long, long times about that. Okay, fine. Because there are a lot of studies that prove that girls are better at like languages. I I didn't say exactly. I, I didn't say they need to be separated in language class. But they are better there. Yeah. Aha! That's what you mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a girls' language yeah. class that's much more advanced <laughs> than the boys with uka. <laughs> okay, fine. Keep the boys stupid. Yeah, but I, at the same time, like, in sports, you know, you, I, I, I see what you want to say, but I just there are other fields where you could turn it around and it would work, work as well. Yeah, but sort of at least like in German, and we could also do yoga. <laughs> yeah, like that's not an issue, right? Yeah, you can do yoga. I mean, yeah, but no, what I just wanted to say is that. In sports, you can get injured, and in a language class, not so much. <laughs> so, if there's a slight advantage or disadvantage in, let's say, German, then it doesn't really affect the safety of the male students if they're not as good at German. So you just care about <laughs> safety again? <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's always about safety. Yeah. Okay, so I think we drifted a bit from babies. Very much, yeah. But I think we're gonna finish. Yeah. I think today I, I talked a lot of bullshit. And that's okay. Yeah. That's what I'm best at. That's what that scheiße is sometimes. Yeah. Baby bullshit. Great. Do we have like some encouraging messages to our listeners in terms of how they should raise their babies? Yeah. Or should I look up another funny baby fact? No, please don't. That was horrifying. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, raise your baby. Um, just give your baby many options. Yeah. For example, you could give your baby the Anchor app and send us voice messages. Or the baby could send us voice messages. Or let your baby listen to the That Shice podcast. Sounds good. Then it will grow up just fine. Yeah. Trust me. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.